welcome to Victory Church, worship service number 111. Today is uh, November 11, 2018, and it's a beautiful day, a little bit chilly, right? But we are happy to be in the house of God. I would like to pray with you. Let's just stand up. Let's give thanks to our Lord. Thank you, Father, for your love and your mercy. Thank you for giving us life. We are here, Lord, ready to worship your holy name. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody has trials and temptations. Everybody knows heartbreak, isolation. But we can lay our burdens down. Lay our burdens down. What a friend we have in Jesus. He's to waste my sins like on. I see grace on every horizon. And forever and ever, His mouth is my home. Everybody has fears. Everybody got worried. Everybody knows sorrow, devastation. Lay our burdens down, lay our burdens down. What a friend we have in Jesus, East to West, my sins are gone. I see grace on every horizon, and forever and ever this heart is home. No more betrayal. For he is faithful, he fills me up and my cup runneth over. No more betrayal, for he is faithful, now he has proven it over and over. No more betrayal, for he is faithful, he fills me up and my cup runneth over. No more betrayal, for he is faithful, now he proven it over and over. What a friend we have in Jesus. East to west my sins are gone. I see grace on every horizon. And forever and ever his heart is my home. What a friend we have in Jesus. East to west my since I'm gone, I see grace on every horizon, and forever and ever His heart is my home. Forever and ever His heart is my home. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You have come and we have found life 
everlasting. Now alive to know your freedom, never ending. You alone have made a way for us in your love. You are life, I'm living in the light of my Savior, dancing in the arms of forever. I'm singing like I'm walking in water. You are life, alive in me. From grayest skies to living color, you have called us. In your life, your light uncover the world to see now. You alone have made a way for us in your love. You are life, I'm living in the light of my Savior, dancing in the arms of forever. I'm singing like I'm walking on water. You are life, alive in me. I give my life to follow. Cause your love is all I want now. You are life. Alive in me. For all the world to find your love. For all the world to see that you are God, forever be lifted high. The one who holds the universe and every beating heart across the earth, Jesus be lifted high. You in the light of my Savior, dancing in the arms of forever, I'm singing like I'm walking on water, you are light, alive in me, I give my life to follow, cause your love is all I want now, you are light, you are light. Life in me.
Lift up your hands. Talk to him. Tell them exactly what is what you need right now, in this moment. the Lord loves you and He is here for you. He is the reason why we are here. Ask Him what is what you need. One more time. Let Him fill you with His Holy Spirit. Let Him touch your heart. Let Him build yourself with his holy presence that is what changes everything because Lord we are nothing without you we are nothing Lord and we need you we need you all the time we are sinners Lord we fail we need your forgiveness again we need your mercy one more time we need your compassion again we need you Lord here we are with so much need of your mercy and your compassion and your love we are in need of your presence we are eager to receive more of you more of your Holy Spirit, more of your presence in our hearts. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your faithfulness, your mercy. Thank you, Lord being so beautiful to us, your people. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much. We love you, Lord, and we adore you. In this place, Lord, we exalt the name of Jesus. could we go if it's not the Lord? Where, where would you go, imagine, if we didn't have the Lord? Who could be this person that you could go and talk to and ask, help me? Who could be that person? It is a blessing that we have him. And he is so beautiful to us and wonderful. As you know, last week we had midterm elections. And the, the reason why this is in the screen, the symbol of both parties in America, is because we are going to review quickly something that it has to do with our community, and we have to be aware of it. Now, it says Republican. It doesn't say Republican. And we are going to talk about Republican. But before we get there, 
Quickly, I want to give you what's the status right now of our political situation. Out of the 100 senators, 51 are Republican right now. There are 46 that are Democrats, and three are who knows what. They don't say what exactly what they are. In the House of Representatives, those representatives that we used to call Congress, men and Congresswomen, there are in total 435. Out of those, we have 198 that are Republican, there are 227 Democrats, and 10 that we don't know. And out of the 50 governors, we have 25 Republican, 23 Democrats, and two that we don't know. In our state, Texas, we have two senators. One is John Corning, and the other is Ted Cruz. The whole state has 36 representatives. The state is divided in districts. Our district here in Odessa, Texas, is the district number 11. And our representative is Michael Conaway. And you know that our governor here in Texas is Greg Abbott. There is where we are. I think it's important for us to rem remember that for, for now. All right. Let's talk about the publican, okay? Publican has three meanings. Publican has three meanings. Biblically speaking, a publican is a tax collector, right? Which is what we are going to study. But also in Britain, they call them publican to someone who runs or owns a pub. However, in, in Chicago, there is a restaurant called the publican. It is pretty famous. But we are going to stick today with the concept of the Bible, which is a tax collector. Okay, we are going to read the scripture in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The reading is in Luke chapter 18, verse 9 through 14. There were some people who thought they were very good and looked down on everyone else. Jesus told this story to teach them. One time there was a religious man and a tax collector. One day, they both went to the temple to pray. The religious man, or called Pharisee, stood alone away from the tax collector. When he prayed, this is what he said. Oh God, thank you that I am not like men who steal, cheat, or commit adultery. I thank you that I am better than this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I give 10% of everything I get. Then the tax collector stood alone too. But when he prayed, he would not even look up to heaven. He felt very humble before God and he said, Oh God, have mercy on me. I am a sinner. Then Jesus said, I tell you, when this man finished his prayer and went home, he was right with God. But the religious man, who felt that he was better than others, was not right with God. People who make themselves important will be made humble. 
but those who make themselves humble will be made important. May the Lord bless the reading of His Holy Word. Amen. Two men going to pray to God. They went to the temple. But you know that we can pray anywhere, correct? We can pray here in the church. We can pray in our homes. Everywhere we are, we can pray. We are going to reflect today about the approach of each one of them. So we can understand what is right and what is wrong. The first one is this Pharisee. They are called Pharisees, very religious people. They fulfilled the law. They were the kind of people that they did everything by the book. Just perfect. The other guy, a tax collector, was someone that, uh, you know, his occupation was to collect taxes. He worked for the Roman Empire, and uh, he was sitting in special places, and he, he had a book. He was collecting the taxes that everyone needed to pay from time to time. There was, of course, a, uh, some stipulation about it, how much everyone needed to pay. And here's where, unfortunately, corruption came into play. And they were um, known as corrupted because they, they made deals with the people. And uh, so this tax collector was a person who was very, very different than the religious men. It's like comparing night with day. <laughs> like comparing someone that is uh, really corrupted with someone that does things right. So if you think about it, you will say that you really like the religious one because it's a decent person, right? It's someone that respects the law, follows the law, does the right thing. He, he was pretty awesome in, in his behavior, the way that he did things. On the other hand, if you know someone that is corrupted, you probably will stay away from that person. You will say, no, nah, I don't like this person. It's normal that we will see that. But there is something beyond our behavior that is what the Lord always is looking at. And that is our hearts. That doesn't mean that our behavior is not important. <laughs> of course it's important. But what really matters is our hearts. Our hearts. Although the religious man was doing what was right, he had uh, some problems. The most important problem, the, the mistake, the most important mistake he was making is that he was thinking I am really smart that is his view he was thinking you know I, I understand how things should be done so I'm going to learn that and I'm going to get it done right and he learned those procedures the customs, the traditions, the laws, the procedures and the rules and everything to be compliant. 
But he came to a point when he thought, I am really, really smart. And I have everything under control. If anyone tries to find out what about me, you know, they can find that everything is so clean. I have no bad records whatsoever. You know, I do everything by the book. I am really smart. That is what he thought. You might agree with me that sometimes we think that way about ourselves. <laughs> sometimes we feel that way. Sometimes we feel, you know, I'm glad that I'm not doing bad things. I'm glad that I am not, you know, doing this, doing that. <sighs> Thank you, Lord. Sometimes we can think that way. But the problem is that we are putting too much emphasis on ourselves. We think, I am the real smart one. I have things under control. I know what I'm doing. The second mistake of this gentleman is that he says, I feel sorry for those who are not as smart as I am. And friends, sometimes we might be thinking that way too. We just see other people and we see how they are failing in life. Whether it's in their relationships or in their occupation, business, profession, the way that they do life, their, the way that they take care of themselves. And, and we, we might be thinking, I feel sorry for them. Because they are, not, they are not as smart as I am. Is it bad to feel bad for those who are suffering or struggling? No. But the key is not coming to this conclusion. They are not as smart as I am. Because that, that is the main problem. You see, when we start to compare ourselves with others that are struggling. We, we could come to a point of creating in our heads the wrong idea that we are really, really good. Somehow it's a feeling of superiority. I'm better than everybody else. That is tricky. That is tricky. I think that the Lord is... is Calling uh, our attention today to, to think about it, guys. Because I know that we believers, especially you guys, congregation, and people that watch and they are good Christians, we, sometimes we could make that, that mistake. We can just go in the wrong way thinking, I'm really good. I'm really smart. I'm, you know, I take care of my things. And I don't know if you have found yourself probably talking with somebody about something that you do. And then for some reason you show that to somebody. Whatever is what you are doing. Whatever is the thing. Just talk about it. Show about it. And without you paying attention, maybe, maybe we are just trying to put ourselves out there. Like we are really great. Anyone can make that mistake. I can make that mistake. You can make that mistake. 
We don't want to make that mistake. We need to be aware of that. It's not right to think, I am really smart. I'm really good. I know what I'm doing. I have everything under control. And sometimes we can talk that way to others without thinking, you know, without paying attention. We can say to somebody, why you don't, why you don't do things the way that I do? Why do, you, why do you don't take care of your car the way that I do? What if you don't take, take of your computers and those virus the way that I do? What if you don't take care of these things the way that I do? You know, I understand what we are trying to do is to show people good things, but the problem is the way that we deliver the message. Probably, friends, deeply in our hearts, we are trying to put ourselves out there. And I feel that the Lord is calling us to reflect about that we will not make that kind of mistake. That doesn't mean that those who are struggling and failing because the way that they are doing things is right. You see, we are not discussing their issue. We are discussing our potential issue. And it's better if we don't make that kind of mistake. Correct? Because after all, who is the one in control? Who is the one who really gave us this, the intelligence to learn certain things, the strength to do certain things, the ability to learn certain things? You know? Imagine for those who are uh, good-looking people. Now imagine a girl that is really, really beautiful. After all, who gave her that beauty? Right? Or imagine a guy that is really strong, you know, big arms, you know, super strong. And uh, someone that everyone says, oh, my gosh, you're really strong. But who, who gave body to this guy? Or anything that you have, anything that anyone possesses, who is the one giving those things to us? It's the Lord. It's not our power. That is the trick part. And I hope that you are understanding. It's very tricky when we start to think about ourselves. I'm really good. I really have things under control. I feel sorry for you guys. Okay? It's tricky. Because the one that is in control is the good Lord. Read with me Isaiah 40 verse 26. Look up to the skies. Who created all the stars? Who created all those armies in the sky? Who knows every star by name? He is very strong and powerful. So not one of these stars is lost. He, the good Lord, is the one in control. It is great to have our things running well. It is great to make good decisions. It is great that we can manage our things greatly is fantastic but the one that is in control must be the Lord the one that we need to look up always is the Lord is really good and when someone is struggling we can pray to him say Lord I need you to help this person please or we can say Father can you give me the wisdom that I can talk to this person in such a way that this person will understand what is what you expect from, from him, from her, from them, right? He is the one in control. 
The third mistake of, the, of this guy is that he thought, I am untouchable. You know? And we can make that mistake. We can be in a point in our lives and we think, you know what? I, I have everything figured out. I have everything under control. I'm really smart. I'm good to go. No problem. No problem. I'm good. And uh, it's very tricky. Very tricky because it's a wrong idea in our heads. I'm untouchable. Nobody can do anything to me. I will not make a mistake. God will never do this. Or, <laughs> I mean, we start thinking wrong things. How beautiful is that the scripture tells us the truth. Isaiah 40, 27 28a. Read with me, please. Why do you say, the Lord cannot see the way I live? He will not find me and punish me? Surely you know the truth. Surely you have heard. The Lord is the God who lives forever. He created all the faraway places on earth. He does not get tired and weary. You cannot learn all he knows. That's why that wrong idea, I am untouchable. I have everything so organized that things are going to go just great. Will bring some surprises to our lives sometimes. And we don't want that. Correct? We don't want to suffer. We don't want to be in any kind of uh, drastic situations thinking oh my gosh how all this happened to me we, we don't need that you see the mistakes number one he thought I am really smart <laughs> I feel sorry for everybody else I'm untouchable we don't want that we don't we don't want that that is that is the main message in this story that the Lord is telling us to keep humble ourselves. To keep humility in our hearts. Not letting any kind of success come to our heads and makes us think, I'm really good. I'm good. You know, I got it. I know what to do. It is wonderful to learn things, friends. I encourage everyone to learn things. Apply those things. And, and get success. But in all cases, when we are doing those things and we get the success and we are good, we need to keep humility in our hearts. And we need to keep saying, Lord, all this is because of you. Because of you. Because of you, Lord. Whatever you have, just remember saying these things to him. Lord, this is possible because of you thanks to your grace thanks to your mercy those who have great uh, jobs those who have uh, positions in companies that are making great money and they are in great managerial positions how wonderful it would be that they they could take a time every day 
if you are one of those, and you are in your office, in your desk, that you could take a few minutes every day to say, dear God, thank you that I have this job, that I am a manager for this company. You are giving me this. Thank you, Lord, coming from you. Thank you. Those who have money, those individuals that possess different things, they can say the same thing, right? Lord God, thank you that I can enjoy this. Thanks to you. You make it possible. Those who have a relationship, it's a, it's a working relationship, it's, it's working well. You are happy with your spouse, your friends, and then you can say, Lord, thanks to you, I have this relationship. Thanks to you, Lord, I have my health. Thanks to you, I can think straight. I can operate. Thanks to you, I can go to school. Thanks to you, I can go to work. Thanks to you, I have this car. Thanks to you, I have this computer. Thanks to you, I have this clothes. Thanks to you, I have this. Thanks to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That humility, that will be highly rewarded in heaven and on earth. You will see the results of that. There is hope for the needy one. We know the, the tax collector was doing wrong things, <laughs> right? We cannot try to hide that, right? It's like the one that is doing whatever thing that is wrong. The person that is doing wrong things has hope, right? There is hope for everybody. That person can say, it's possible that I can go back. You know, think about this tax collector going to the temple. I mean, what audacity for him to go to the temple, right? Imagine in, in those days, very religious people, with all kind of traditions and outfits. And they are there doing their prayers. And then there is this tax collector who has no record of going there or any kind of connections or friends. And everybody knows who he is. <laughs> this poor guy tries to go into the temple, you know, walking back. Not knowing, um, are they going to reject me? Are they going to kick me out? No? Like maybe some of our friends that watch our videos and perhaps it's you thinking, you know what, this is good. I like to hear this. I, I like to watch these things, but I don't think that I will be able to come to a church. You have no idea who I am. <laughs> That is what the tax collector was thinking. You know, I'm, I'm a corrupted man. I, I'm a thief. I'm doing wrong things. So he walked, you know, slowly to the place. And, and then eventually he thought, well, I'm going to pray. But when he was about to pray, the scripture says that he was not able even to look up heaven couldn't do that. He was so humble before God. He, he just stood there and said, Lord, I am a sinner. That's all that he said. 
He didn't go into the explanations. Number one, because the Lord knows everything, right? <laughs> the Lord knows exactly what, what, what we are doing. And second, because regardless what is what we do, we know it's a sin. It's, it's just sin. Whatever wrong things we do is called sin. But there is hope for the needy. Read with me, please. Isaiah 40, 29, 30. The Lord helps tired people be strong. He gives power to those without it. Young men get tired and need to rest. Even young boys stumble and fall. This tax collector was just there. Feeling, oh my gosh. This is just awful. Many people feel that way today. Many people feel that way. They, they are not able to even say a prayer because they think, you know, I don't think I'm worthy to, to say those things to God. I don't, I don't think that he will hear me. Maybe, maybe I'm too dirty. Some people can feel, can feel that way. Isaiah 40, 31. Let's read all together. But those who trust in the Lord will become strong again. They will be like eagles that grow new feathers. They will run and not get weak. They will walk and not get tired. And how those eagles renew their feathers? You, you heard me before telling you this, how that happens. Eagles go to the highest mountains and they start flying close to the rocks and hit themselves so the feathers start to come off. And those that don't go off, they start to use their picks and pull them there. Because the old feathers have to go. The old habits. But there in that mountain, those High, high places. There is no one else with the eagle. Hey guys, it's time to change our feathers. Let's go. No, this is not the way that that works. It's one at a time. Everyone has to do it on his own. That's why I, I have said to you all the time. Your time alone is good. It's good for you to be alone from time to time. Not thoroughly, not for a long period of time, but sometimes it's good for you to be alone. And then in that solitude is where the Lord is going to reveal to you the, the bad habits that they need to go away. Need to go away. The Lord with you. Do you know that? First of all, I want you to know that God is not afraid of talking with anyone. The Lord is not prideful either. He will say, no, no here. No, 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 no. He's not afraid of speaking with anyone. He is not prideful to not speak with anyone. He is not nervous to speak with anyone about anything. He's not. He's God. He is willing to reason. Let's read the scripture. Isaiah 41.1 1. 
the Lord says, Far away countries, be quiet and listen to me. Nations, be brave. Come to me and speak. We will meet together and decide who is right. Let's talk. That's why that time of solitude between you and the Lord is positive. You can go there and, and tell him. Dear God, I, first of all, I'm sorry. I, I know I'm, I'm not right. But I have questions. I have questions, Lord. I want to know why this and this and that. Why this and this and that. I want to know, Lord, why this. Give me an explanation, please, Lord. He is not afraid of having that kind of conversation with you. He is inviting us. He says, let's meet together. Decide who is right. Let's, let's, let's bring it up. Okay. You, you, you have something against me? This is the Lord, right? So uh, I got it. You have something against me. Okay. Don't, don't worry. I understand. Come to me. Tell me. Let's talk. And we will meet and decide who is right. <laughs> he is not afraid of speaking with us about anything. And eventually we will see the truth. <coughs> the Lord is God forever. Isaiah 41. 4. Who was able to make all this happen? Who controlled the lives of everyone from the beginning? I, the Lord, I am the one. I was here at the beginning and I will be here when all things are finished. He is the Lord forever. When all is said and done, He will stay, still be there for us, for everyone. That's why, like this, tax collector mean we can go and tell him Lord I, I am a sinner I'm a sinner help me help me and if we are doing things right like this religious man remember do not put your trust on yourself in the, in, in the things that you are doing because we do whatever we do it we do it out of love that is the key. Out of love. Lord, I love you. That's why I do this. Lord, I love you. That's why I don't do that. Because I love you, Lord. And why the Lord does so many things for us? Because He loves us. It's all about love. The love that He has for us. And the love that we should show Him back. It's all about love. That's why the scripture says that the whole prophecy, the whole law, is condensed in one simple commandment. Love the Lord and love your neighbor. That's all. With that, our lives are changing. you have unfinished business with the Lord help with it because I know that one day 
far, far away in the future. You want to be like this man in the screen? Just seeing the harvest. Enjoying a beautiful day, you know, with so much simplicity. Blue jeans, simple shirt. <laughs> Maybe it's time for us to pray. You want to pray with me? Dear Lord, I am sorry that I have been disrespectful to you and not good to everyone else. What can I say? I am a sinner. Like the tax collector, I am just a sinner, someone in need of your forgiveness, someone desperate to be accepted by you. I am nothing without you, Lord. You are my God. You are my hope. You are my salvation. You are who I need with all of my heart. I need you, Heavenly Father. Thank you for your love and for your forgiveness. You are wonderful. You are precious. You are the King of the universe and my refuge. You are my everything. Jesus name receive the forgiveness of your sins receive the peace of God receive his love and receive his blessing say with me I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus this year I will become more spiritual thank you so much for coming up to church for our viewers at the same time Remember, you are blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a beautiful weekend, friends. And we want to say thank you to our viewers that serve the country, and we appreciate your service to the nation. Anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served, I know, I know, I know, I know. God.